Let's go. Hello, everybody. My name is Caleb. That is Jordan. Welcome back to yeah. Shenanigans. This is episode three. Um, thank you all for tuning in and watching episode two. We had a big increase in viewership, and I thank you all for that. So, what's up to everyone new? I see we got some uh, people from Belgium yeah. uh, watching us. That's crazy. We have a couple people in Belgium. Hello, Belgium. I didn't even know that people in Belgium were interested in American sports, but maybe that was the UFC we talked about last week. And, um, Jordan, what is our first topic for today? Well, I mean, first of all, let's just... I just want to talk about, you know, us this week, see what we've been up to. You know, my job's been going great. I wanted to see how you've been doing with your life a little bit. Oh, I've been doing pretty good. Honestly, I've been thinking of ideas, um, merchandise, you know, I do music on my off time. I've been thinking about when I'm going to drop some music. Um, Speaking of merchandise, we have a Patreon now. That'll be in the link in our um, description or bio of wherever you're listening to right now you can pay and we have exclusive things for our subscribers we have two packages right now a five dollar package and a fifteen dollar package um just go check that out if you if you're interested um yeah and also if you've noticed we have an intro now and i would like to know what y'all think of that um just say something (laughs) in the comments and then for our Patreon users, we'll have a poll there. That'll be all good. So uh, I, I wanted to introduce a new segment this week because of our unprofessionalism, mostly on my part. But this is this is going to be what we forgot, you know. And it's probably going to be every week, unless, unless I, I've been writing down a little more and keeping track a little bit better. But for, uh, what we forgot most most of all last week was the Gerard Mayo hire. I know, know, that was crazy. A hire from inside. Yeah, and he was, you know, I'm a Rams fan, and we got the youngest coach until now, so I should have, I should have remembered that. He's younger Um, by, like, fucking months. All I've seen of him so far is him making Robert Kraft feel awkward. Uh, (laughs) And I don't know anything about him as a player, you know. I I don't think I've seen any of his plays. I, I wasn't a fan back then when he was a big player, but... You know, I'm excited for it. That's cool. It's a it's a new start for the Patriots. And it's also gonna be interesting because yeah, you know, Bill Belichick, I don't know how much we spoke about it, but he's gonna probably be a Falcon unless they mess around and fuck that up, but uh that would be a crazy matchup. Hopefully that that's a scheduled matchup if that's how the hiring works out. I'd love to see the Falcons Patriots with their new coaching. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool, honestly. He's going to go fix what he fucking destroyed, man. <laughs> well, I mean... 28-3, to 3, man. How do you let that go? I still think about that to this day. To this day! To this day! Uh, are there any... I don't know if there's any Falcons players left over from that Super Bowl on the roster. Probably not. They're really young. Uh, no, I think there might be an edge rusher on, the, on their D-line. His name I'm forgetting. Um, and they have a really good damn. I feel stupid for forgetting that, but I think there's one guy, the Falcons. The Falcons. Falcons. There's like this old edge rusher on that they still have. I think with that was with Calais Campbell this year. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but anyway, uh, let's moving on from Gerard Mayo. Well, you know, cool, cool hire. We we, I wanted to talk about you know obviously let's get into our uh, playoff reactions. Oh it, man! It, it's the, the divisional round. The divisional round. Yeah, it was a. This was a good round, it, as compared to last week. Last week sucked. I won't lie. I mean, I fell asleep for the ending of the Chiefs Bills game. Oh man! You why don't we seen start it. there? That was crazy. You want to start on Chiefs Bills? Okay. Yeah, let's start with Chiefs let's Bills. Let's start on not? Chiefs Bills. Um, I predicted Bills, but I'm really not surprised that the Chiefs won at all. Like. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, I shouldn't really bet against him. I don't really, like, honestly, I don't know what I expected. Especially, I really didn't know that the Bills had four linebackers out. Like, when I started watching the game, they said, the Bills only have three linebackers active. I was like, what the fuck? 
Like, <laughs> that was crazy. So, I'm really not surprised. Um, and Sean Hockley's refereeing, I'm, I'm really not surprised either. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but uh, I'm not going to blame it, man. I'm Josh Allen on that last drive, man. Even though he got hit, I still think he could have made that throw to make that a touchdown. Just a just like two yards short, man, of an underthrow. What like what the hell, man? Like fuck. And then Stefan Diggs was wide open way before fucking Josh Allen ever got hit and he was wide open for a first down. The Bills had two timeouts. They could have thrown to Diggs. Timeout. And I know Diggs dropped the ball, but still throw to the wide open man. And the clock still stops and it's just third down. Like, come on, dude. You still have chances, yeah. man. Like, they really when I was screwed watching. themselves. Yeah. And their defense saying, didn't help, especially with those injuries. Well, it's uh, the, the one of the biggest things, especially for this exact matchup. And then they Mahomes, played, Mahomes played really good. Pacheco played yeah, amazing. Um, I was right about Travis Kelsey having 75 yards. I was right about him. Breaking He's out. He's the best receiver. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I was right about him breaking out, and I got some money off of that bet. So I hope y'all got some money off of them bets too last week. Uh, some of them hit, some of them didn't. I got some more later today. Oh, yeah, and um, this, as far as the Bills, like, they signed Von Miller for this exact matchup, like, to, to get after Mahomes for when, that, when it was time. And he, he did that for the most part in their one-week like regular season matchup last year when he was healthy, then he tore his ACL, and you know he's come back and he's not done anything. He's got like one tackle all year since he he's came an back. Old man. Old yeah, but he was man. an old man last year. Yeah, <laughs> he was, you know, he's an old man with an injury this year. Unfortunate, and you know, whatever's going on with Stephon Diggs is unfortunate. You, you, I, you've told me plenty that you want him to be a cowboy next year. He's going to be just as productive as Brandon Cooks was this year if he's <laughs> if he looks like that. Honestly, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a Cowboys ass signing right there. Let's get this guy who's just not going to be good in our uh, offense anymore. I, I really hope we uh, I really hope we fucking sign not sign. I hope we draft Blake Corum. <laughs> that's not a receiver. I hope we. I know, but I hope we. I hope we draft Blake Corum. I hope we. Resign Tony Pollard for a low price because I think we can after this season. I don't think anyone's going to be paying him all too much after this season. So we'll probably get him back for a low cost. We'll get Blake Corum for the touchdowns and to get our first downs. He'll be a good goal line back, a good fucking power guy. It'll be awesome, hopefully. I don't think we'll win like the Super Bowl or anything, but we'll probably make the playoffs again. It'll be cool. Probably won't we'll, win this. We'll probably, we'll probably get a wide receiver in free agency, or we might get a wide receiver in the draft. I don't know. Maybe you will get Diggs and have the first brother. I don't know. I don't know. We might re-sign uh, Brandon Cooks, and we might try to actually incorporate him more into the offense, and then we're obviously keeping uh, our tight end, Ferguson, obviously. Let's keep it on the Bills and Chiefs game. Um, Tyler Ass missed the field goal. I did see that. I, I saw that when I woke up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, the, the big uh, the big thing was a lot of a lot of players were just selling this game. Like I don't remember who even caught the. I think it was Sherfield, right? The guy who was should have caught that one bomb downfield. Because mm-hmm. Allen plays just like so elite when the, he plays Mahomes for some reason. I mean, I know what the reason is. Uh, oh man, go, Bills go Chiefs games are always like classic games. They're always really good for some reason. But we're, don't forget the best moment. I, you know what? Actually. This this should have been an honorary mention for shenanigans, but we have something a little better. The fake punt to DeMar Hamlin was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently that was a check-in to a thing. Like, they were just going to do a punt, and then they realized that the Chiefs had 10 men on the field or something, and so then they they went to do a run uh, to DeMar. I think it was like six yards left, right, or something like that. I don't remember. It was a while. Uh but that's all I have. There's anything left? Damn, even, at home, left even at home, the Bills couldn't get it done. Josh Allen is not the problem, but everything no, else not. might be. He's not, but anyway. 
he could have uh, won them that game if he threw the digs on that last drive. He was open for the first down. And they it had sucks timeouts. that they've been injured so bad. They, their injuries God, really man. do suck. He, I know he was probably just looking downfield whole time. He should have read the whole field. He should have seen Diggs there wide open, hit him, and then timeout. They have one timeout left, and they could just either tie it up or they could go for another shot because they have, like, 20-something seconds left. Like, they could they could have done it, man. They really could have done it. Speaking of 20-something seconds left and tying it off, uh, the Buccaneers-Lions game had a controversy like that at the end. Did you see the timeout left over in the 40-something seconds left? They could have t- done a timeout and, you know, maybe made a shot Yeah. with 12 seconds left. Yeah, they uh, Todd Bowles is taking some fire for that one. And Man, I'm not happy. For the first <laughs> time since 1991, since they had Barry Sanders carry them to an NFC championship. This is their second NFC championship appearance since then. But now they have an actual competent team, and it's not just Barry Sanders. Yeah, speaking of Barry, before I talk about this game, they've, I've seen a lot of people talking about sign him to a one-day deal if they can get to the Super oh, Bowl. stupid. And let sign him, him and the staff. Makes sense, too, I guess. That'd be cooler <laughs> if you saw him in uniform taking a knee. But, Assistant uh, coach, man. I didn't think that that would be Assistant possible, Assistant running really, back or... coach. <laughs> they, uh, but then they just signed um, – or, uh, his name Ertz, Zach Ertz. Oh, they you just did. signed him. You didn't see that? That wasn't a bad pickup because Laporta no. kind of gets hurt often. No, but Brock Wright hurt himself. Their second tight end. That's why they got. No, Ertz. I, I know. I'm just saying Laporta's been kind of banged up this year too, so they need some guy to take the load off of Laporta. Yeah. And uh, in this game, you know, it, it really just shows, like, Jared Goff is, it, you know, he's just a tall guy that can play quarterback. This offensive line is insane. Jared Goff isn't running around making any kind of plays like Burrow is. You know, Burrow's the same build, but he can do more than Jared Goff. But with Goff behind this O-line that gives him, like, five fucking seconds to throw, he can do whatever. And, he, like, let's see, what do you throw for in this game? Throw for 287 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at what he did when he played with y'all, except for that Super Bowl game. He didn't never had a fucking line like that with us. Yeah, that's true, but, I mean, he still played really good with y'all. Yeah, and, and uh, y'all Jameer... Had a, y'all had a better line back then. Why do y'all think y'all's running game was so good? I mean, Todd Gurley was amazing, but y'all had a... Y'all had a better line. Yeah, uh, Jameer Gibbs is the truth, man. And uh, I'm glad. Even though he didn't do anything for me for the first half of the year in fantasy, I like him. They picked him at 12, and it panned out. Even with David Montgomery there. Let's do Texans-Ravens. Texans-Ravens. Oh, man, I was so wrong on that one. I thought the Texans were going to upset the Ravens. I thought the Ravens were going to be upset, but... The Ravens got it Zero. done, and they are going to be hosting their first AFC Championship game next week. Oh, man. Uh, zero offensive touchdowns by the rookie of the year, man. That's crazy. I'm actually really happy. That's funny. As a Michigan yeah, fan, that's really funny to know that uh, C.J. Stroud has been denied playoffs by two Harbaugh's now. Uh-huh. All I hear about is Michigan. Oh, that's all okay. you get to hear it's- about, buddy. Hey man, uh, this game. Why did they did they use Dalvin Cook at all? I gotta look that up. I, I've been talking about Dalvin Cook with uh, with this team. Like they need. A, I've been saying they need a superstar running back. And every time I say that, Caleb's like, "Oh, they got Dalvin Cook." So I don't. I mean, he, he was, hasn't even he done was, anything. He was just a superstar last year, man. It's crazy the fall off. Very he unfortunate. Had eight carries for twenty three yards. That's horrible. Gus Edwards, 10 <laughs> he did pretty good. Justice Hill did good. Lamar Jackson was by far the best rusher, obviously, if you watch the game. He's the best rusher in the NFL. In the Just NFL. Uh, Joe, Justin Fields is actually more impressive of a runner to me when he gets going, but he's not as like elusive. Hot take. 
That is impressive, like that. I th- it, like his just ex- his acceleration. Like he's just so fast. He looks like Derrick Henry running out there sometimes. Yeah. So the defense, uh, I could tell the Ravens' defense was just putting on early, and then it was tied at halftime. I kind of had a feeling that the game would sway in the Ravens' way, like just the way their defense was playing. So I'm not surprised the way it went while I was watching the game, but I'm really surprised because I expected the Texans to kind of play it close and get an upset, but they didn't. Um, and yeah, it's good to the uh, Ravens. zero. I like, I like the Ravens. Zero offensive touchdowns. That's um, hilarious. Any game, more thoughts on that one? Nope. Okay. <laughs> nah, I just want to go straight into the next game. Packers Niners, man. I want to talk about that one. That one was heartbreaking That's for the me. Last I really one, wanted man. to lose. That one was I horrible. Beat. I really wanted the Niners to lose as well. I don't. I don't even care that the Packers beat us, man. Like, I was just so yeah. mad. Like, because the Packers really could have won that one. Their kicker fucked it up, but Jordan Love also had two interceptions. So it's honestly, it's not just on the kicker if you think about it. I will say, uh, like, why did Jordan week. Love do that? Why did he? Because he's a Packer. He threw that. <laughs> why did he throw that, man? He threw that. St- that was so. It was right to him, man. That was so crazy. That was a crazy throw. He shouldn't have thrown that. Well, let me look real quick, because Dre Greenlaw had like a a big game that game. He did, but damn, man, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> he had two interceptions and uh, six. Chris- Christian like McCaffrey tackles. sealed off the game with the game-winning touchdown. Uh, Purdy's still a fraud, but Kyle Shanahan did manage to win yeah, a game team, when he was down by five. Team looks yeah. beatable. You remember the stat last week <clears throat> I said uh, where he was had zero wins going into the fourth quarter down by more than five or more points? He finally got one in the clutch. Good job, Kyle. You know, you're – you choked the super. You choked a few Super Bowls, you know. You suck at at coming back, and you did it in the playoffs for once. Versus a first year starting quarterback, that's great for you. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this. I'm sick of the Niners. All right, let's predict the conference championship games. You want to start with the NFC or the AFC? <sighs> let's get the stupid Niners out of the way. All right, let's get the Niners Lions out of the way. I think, sadly, um, as much as I want to say the Lions, I think the Niners are going to do it. I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I think Shanahan's going to get his second appearance um, in Super Bowl 58, four years after his first. I think, yeah, I, feel like, game, uh, I think the game will be close again. I think it'll look. I think people will start call. I think you'll call Brock Purdy a fraud again after this game, because I think the Lions <laughs> will lose in close fashion. But I don't know, man. What do you think? Well, I'm. To- I'm. It's difficult for me because the Lions are healthy-ish, and you know they're they're hot right now. And the Niners looked not great last week, and they're they're, they're questionable with Debo, right? He got, he was he was hurt already last week, and then he didn't play the second half. Fifty fifty chance for him to play this week, and without Debo, they're below five hundred record when he doesn't play. Like he's a big factor, especially with Brock Purdy, who can't throw anything past the sticks. Usually, he throws behind the line of scrimmage, which is so annoying. He's and people are like MVP, woo, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, Debo banged up. The Lions like to play dirty because they tore Tyler Higby's ACL for no reason. I get. I think the Lions can get the upset. I'm gonna manifest it. I think they'll just like they'll play hard defense. So Brock Purdy will get scared. I'm, I'm taking Niners. You're taking Lions. Yeah, go Hutchinson. Hopefully he can do Go something. Go Hutchinson, that's one hundred percent true. Go yeah. Lions, but uh, I really want the Lions to win, but I, I think Niners will. Um, I don't know. I like in the I'm liking the Lions playmakers. I, but, I understand yeah. that. I can see that happening. Um, all right, the AFC Championship game. Um, I'm not liking uh the referee 
Um, I think as soon as I heard the referee announcement, man, that, and then also it's just Patrick Mahomes. Um, I know he's going away again against the Ravens defense, and the Ravens defense is looking real elite, but the Chiefs, um, man, I think they just get it done. I think they're a play a team built for the playoffs. I think the Ravens are too. That defense is. I think it'll be a really, really close game, a close battle. But in the end, I think the Chiefs will end up winning. I think it'll be a Chiefs Niners Super Bowl again. Oh, rematches are so annoying. I know. Yeah, I think it'll be the annoying one. I think out of all the out of all the outcomes, I think the Super Bowl. I think it'll be the annoying one. It'll be Chiefs Niners. My heart wants to say Lamar, honestly, because I want to see him get the ring this year. Me too. I can't. But I'm uh, go I'm gonna have to go Chief. Chiefs. I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs. I think you're right. Like the flags, the flags just come out of nowhere, man. Sometimes you can see them coming too. Like on an incomplete pass where the camera aims at the receiver for more than like a couple seconds, a flag will come out of nowhere, no matter how late the play is or whatever. I seen one in the last game, like an incomplete pass, and then I think maybe it was Miko Hardman or something. He just kind of stood there, and then the camera aimed at his face, and a flag went right past it, and, it, and I just I knew it was coming. Uh, and I don't know how Lamar will do if if he has to like go in a shootout with Mahomes because Lamar's he's kind of been leaning on the defense and his playmaking this year, and the Chiefs which is have great. an elite defense as well. Yeah, and he's just like that defense is going to be a lot, really hard for him to pick apart from the pocket. But Mark Andrews might be coming back. I heard that. That's crazy. That, that could be that could be the X factor there. But I'm going to go Chiefs. So uh, Chiefs Lions Super Bowl rematch week one. I could see Kelsey that. I could see that Lions. happening, man. But I I but I also do think it'll be the Chiefs Niners. Uh, rematch. So, you, so you're Chiefs Lions. I'm Chiefs Niners. I would love it if I was wrong, and it, it was it was just Lamar. I mean, even if the Niners got there, oh I just man, Lamar Ravens to Lions the would be the best outcome. Yeah, but not. I'll explain why I'm torn in the NFC. I've been talking about this all week. Um, so as a Rams fan, I hate I hate the Niners, but I'm now hating the Lions because of their success. They beat us in the wild card, which shouldn't have happened. But with the Niners, obviously, I don't want them to even sniff the Super Bowl. I don't even want them to get close. But if the if the Lions get close, they have the opportunity to win the Super Bowl. And if they win the Super Bowl, we can no longer say we won that trade. Because now we have a Super Bowl and an old Matthew Stafford, and they have a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, who's younger, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, uh, Brian Branch, uh, uh, what's his name, the linebacker, Campbell. You know, uh, they, they're set up and they'd have a ring, and I would be so pissed off because for the last two years, we robbed them, you know, or like, because we got the Super Bowl immediately. And it's just like, I, that's what I have to lean back on something as a Rams fan. You know, the last few years have been quite up, down, and mid. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And then our next topic, um, so I've been looking at some mock drafts recently. What about you? No, I mean I've seen some, but it was before the playoffs were over and stuff. But I mean I've I've just been trying to learn about the prospects, which uh, I don't know. So I don't know. I, where I, I see that. I know. I know this episode you wanted to talk about the, more about the draft, and I've been looking oh, at yes. some. I've been looking at some mock drafts. I always look at That's- mock drafts. Which really, I would like you to. I mean, you can you can read through one and uh, yeah, I react really, to it. I look at I just a lot of them, but I look at CBS Sports one. Mostly, uh, I just wanted to talk about a few key players, like mostly the quarterbacks. Yeah, me the too. Corners, I just want to go through some key players. Like, all right, round one. Um, the Bears are still expected to pick Caleb Williams, which means mm. I guess they'll trade Justin Fields or I don't know maybe they'll have a little quarterback battle and see which one they want to trade Fields to the Falcons feels like destiny for for people who like Madden and stuff like that then Washington <laughs> like, with like the I number do. two pick um, 
they go Drake May or Jaden Daniels, I CVS Sports says Drake May. I think they would uh, go Jaden Daniels. That's a Daniels. Yeah, that totally. Washington I mean, would totally pick Jaden Daniels. I, t- I said that uh, week one or episode one, I believe. I think they would love to go for RG3 too. I thought that's what the Panthers were going to do with Richardson. Hmm, they didn't though. They should have. <laughs> All right, let me see. Patriots, they're he's they're expected to go Jaden Daniels. I think they get Drake May. That, I mean, if if it makes sense for either team, like why you don't have the coaching or like the the just even like the franchise or like the vibe for a kind of Drake May. You you guys have ruined quarterbacks like that already. You need someone like Jaden Daniels who can take it into his own hands. And yeah, the Patriots but do they get Jaden Daniels if Washington's above them. Do you think uh, Do you think Washington goes Drake May? I wouldn't want to if I was Washington, but also I wouldn't be surprised if Washington did. But I don't. Where think do they, they do? At? What do you think Washington thinks that their position is with the team? You know, do they think that they're a couple steps ahead or? Or a couple steps away from contending, or do they think that they're rebuilding? Or that's kind of a weird team because they have Ooh, players like Terry McLaurin. Um, you know? Yeah, I think they are. Like, I think they're... if they shop Terry, I would know. You know what I mean? If they got rid of him, I would know that they're rebuilding. But I can't. Why? Why? I don't is he know. There? His defense was pretty bad, so maybe they are rebuilding just because they really don't have that many pieces. I mean, it seems like rebuilding. I just I, it's. They're not, it's not like they're selling shop for picks or anything like that. They they happen to be the second overall pick this year. But, I mean, yeah, they going through uh, – Let me ask you, where who's the first corner on that on that, uh, that mock you got up there? On this mock, um, let me see. Who the hell – I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know who this is. But, like, damn, from Missouri – Ennis Rakestraw Jr. to the Raiders? That's interesting. I would have thought it would have been Nate Wiggins. That's such a Raiders pick. You don't even know who he is. Yeah, I th- I would have thought it would have been Nate Wiggins, dude, uh, which is Clemson's corner, and he's expected to be the second corner, number 15, to the Colts, which is where's, cool for the Colts. Um, I wanted to go back young? here. Marvin Harrison Jr. is supposed to go to the Cardinals. There will be an immediate contender. Weapon for Kyler, <laughs> you think so? Wow. I think they'll be an immediate contender if Brock they get. Bowers to the Chargers top. at five. That'd be crazy. That's what I've been seeing everywhere, and that's what I think they should do. That offense is pretty good. You know, like imagine Quentin Johnson makes a second year leap somehow. You know, like maybe they get him into the short passing game instead of the deep ball where he obviously can't get it. Then maybe they put him in like a screen game or something like that. Oh, get him yeah. some yak type game, like maybe maybe weird. something where like easy catches for him, like especially if they get Harbaugh, you know, the Harbaugh they they could definitely run some college type sweeps with him or whatever or something. They could figure out a way I to mean, get him college, open there. I mean, you know, Harbaugh, and Brock Harbaugh runs a good offense, like wherever he goes. I mean, he did it on the Niners, and then uh, Brock Bowers, you know, especially that that would be such a big piece of it's your offense really, if he pans out really the same way he looks. It's kind of more pro-ish. Well, I mean, I like Bowers to the Chargers at number five, even if he's um, pro or still to the Giants at six? Neighbors that high? Wow. Malik Neighbors at six. I thought they'd go with line just because that's like a weird spot. Yeah. Uh, maybe they probably should go receiver. I wanted to talk about this. Romo Dunze to the Jets. That would be good for Rodgers. They need an offensive line. That's a very that's a weird situation there because they I Rodgers apparently wants them to trade for Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and David Bakhtiari. Alabama, I don't know how they're gonna do that. Alabama's edge Dallas Turner to the Vikings? Holy wow. Wow. Okay. Uh Real quick. Oh man, this first... is such a this is such a Broncos pick. Bo Nix at twelve. Ugh. That's horrible. <laughs> what it does it say? McCarthy to the Seahawks. There. Let me see. Um, no, Cameron Kitchens from Miami. He's pretty good, but is he a, is he a quarterback? <laughs> Safety. Wow. What do we get? Who are we getting? Cooper. Right? We get Cooper. Mm-hmm. 
I want JJ now. Apparently, like, the Eagles are getting Kool Aid McKinstry. That'd be nuts. Man, the Eagles, man. They're gonna. Uh, who? We're getting someone from Minnesota, game? Tyler Newbin. What is that? Who is he? What does he do? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Let's um, um. Ooh, Georgia. One of Georgia's corners to Green Bay. Green Bay, who just fired their defensive coordinator. That'd be interesting. I wonder who they're gonna get. Hold on. Chop really. Robinson. Chop Robinson. Oh, that's. What I wanted to talk about these two guys who I think are really low in the draft. I don't know if they go this low. Uh, edge rusher Jared Verse from Florida State, twenty-six to Tampa Bay. That'd be crazy if he went that low. Chop Robinson at twenty-seven from Penn State, who I think is really, really good. I think he's only going this low, projected this low, because he's going in as a junior. I think they probably think he should have stayed another year, but he's projected 27th to the Cardinals. And Xavier Worthy, Texas, uh, Texas's uh, junior wide receiver, is expected to go to Buffalo. That'd be a good pickup for Buffalo if they lose Diggs. Buffalo needs to do something. They got, they got to do something there. Yep. I don't have anything for the second round, but it looks like McCarthy is, is it looks like J.J. McCarthy is projected to go in the second round. Wow, he's just like uh, Will Levis. <laughs> he's going to be like Will Levis. Okay. No. So, if there's nothing more to say on the draft prospects, I, I all I wanted to say was Caleb Williams is going to be a problem anywhere he goes. I, I, unless it's like the Raiders where he's exactly he wants to go. <laughs> but it won't be. Uh, if we're ready to move on, I wanted to pivot to uh, – let's go back to UFC 297. We had our predictions last week. I wanted to react to the card and what our thoughts were there this week. All right, week. you were right about uh, Mavsar beating Allen. I was wrong about Allen. He's a fraud. I'm telling you. He doesn't fight anybody good. You know what, though? I was right about Chris Curtis. He didn't do ah. anything. I was right about it. I write about that. Chris is mid still. He Dominic Cruz said he looked like he was out there sparring. I Which mean, yeah, it, it wasn't too impressive, but I was right. That's all that I. That is all. That's all that matters to me. The um, Chris, I don't know. I like Chris, so good to see him win. It's not a very impressive win, but happy for him. Uh, we the were next both fight, wrong about Mike Mallott, man. man I that was both. Did like you watch? Neil. You watch the whole round or the whole fight? No, I honestly went to go take a shit. <laughs> yeah. He uh, so Mike Malat. I should have done that during the next fight. Honestly, I was ready to take my W, or our W, I guess, on Mike Malat, and uh, he was winning up until I'd say two minutes left in the last round, and he got tired, and he lost position, and he went for a leg lock, Aww. and it was you know it's not always a great idea. He kind of scrambled around for it for a little bit. And then Magni got the mount and just pounded him out like nonstop straight punches right down on his face. And it was it it, it on Magni, but I was like, damn, that's he, yeah, it was fifteen seconds left in the fight. <laughs> Man. Then the co main event sucked. Straight up sucked. You can give your thoughts before I give my story about this. It fight. was just boring, man. I didn't I honestly went to go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I made cookies because I like make homemade cookies. I'm really good at cooking and baking and shit like that. So I I went to go make cookies in my oven. And, so there's uh, <laughs> the stats and, are hilarious. And yeah, I heard it was a boring fight. I'm not surprised. I watched like two rounds of it. It was and Raquel Pennington won. Uh, we both bet on Silva to win and sucks. So looking at the stats here, uh, there's no zero knockdowns. I went through decision Jesus. all five rounds. Pennington just like lit her up. It looks like two sixty five uh, for three hundred forty two total strikes thrown for Pennington, and only ninety six out of one hundred eighteen thrown for Bueno Silva. That's bad. <laughs> That's not. She didn't throw much. That's crazy uh, for over five rounds. She got three. Shit, how many takedowns? She got three takedowns for nine attempts. Yeah, but the, you know, the only highlights I've even seen of this fight 
It's the last 30 seconds where Bueno Silva is laying on her back and Pennington's just kicking her fucking leg. So that shows you about this fight. But with this fight, I actually fell asleep in the second round. Yeah, this fight was so fucking boring, I passed out. And I actually missed the next fight, which I'm going to have to go back and watch here as soon as the UFC releases the full fight again. Uh, but yeah, fuck you, Pennington and Bueno Silva. I fell asleep and missed... You know, the, the main fucking event, which I wanted to That's see. That's crazy. I'll tell you all about it. Well, not all <laughs> about it, but I'm pissed, man. I'm just really pissed that DDP won that decision. Look at his face compared to Sean's. I mean, I know that doesn't, like, win you a fight, like, what what you look like after a fight, but just look at look at his face. Um, Yeah, so Sean easily won rounds one and five. Everyone knows he won the first and last round. And then people, some people think DDP won two, three, and four. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I think DDP won round two. I think Sean won round three. So, uh, yeah, I, I fell asleep and I didn't watch it. Uh, like, you can't look at his face and see that it's fucked up, but the stats and like the highlights are very interesting to watch yeah I you thought, know i have i thought sean won rounds one three and five i thought he won that three to two i think you gotta beat the champion uh you have to beat the champion to be the champion and ddp didn't really beat or prove like anything he didn't really beat him very decisively i'm not surprised this i thought it was three two got... and with how close uh, rounds two and three were like Sean arguably won both those rounds. Sean arguably could have won that fight four to one. So here, I, you know, I have some opinions on Sean's style. If you when I look at the highlights, I see Drikus mixing it up a lot better than him. That's you know, Sean's style is uh, you know jab cross. It's great boxing style and it works for MMA. It's pretty cool. But if you go watch some of his other fights, like with Uriah Hall. He won that fight decisively with his style, and he could have probably finished Uriah, but he didn't even push the pace, and he got the decision. And then when he fought Jared Cannonier, he fought the same way he fights everybody, fought the same way he fought Drikus, you know, and he lost that decision too. Uh, his style is effective for constant MMA pace and everything, but it's not it's, – it's, he's never really put a stamp on close fights. It's a it works and he doesn't get hit, but if you're not hurting them or landing big looking shots like Drikus landed bigger looking shots in those closer rounds, like the head kick everybody's seen, the big hooks that were landing. You know he's a bigger guy and they probably made a louder smack when they were landing. And Sean did get cut, which was from a headbutt, but you know the judges didn't know that, and you know damage is damage. That's th- 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 this isn't me saying that Drake has won or anything, but this is I can definitely see the case of why he won. Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse, agrees with me. You know, yeah, it's just about mixing it up in MMA, and uh, he definitely put, you know he got he got six of eleven takedowns, which there's not much control, not much done with it, no submission attempts, but takedowns do equal points. If you're if you're in a close round and you get a takedown. It, it can win you the round. Like, if we, you watch Carlos Barza versus Namajunas 2, the most boring fight in UFC history, oh, I've seen the that. only thing, oh, you know, the only that thing that stamped that, she got the fucking belt. She she won the belt from Namajunas because she got a fucking takedown in round four. That is the only thing I remember in that entire fight besides it, booing at it from not in real life. Like, I was on a couch on a TV booing a TV, but... That you know, it won her the fight. That one takedown. It's just like close fights, different stuff. It depends. It's context, but yeah, unfortunate that it, it had to be so controversial. I thought Drikus would have finished him because Sean does get, he doesn't get hit like everybody else. But you've seen him take. He he's got chin before, and I thought if Drikus landed, he could have chinned him. But he didn't really. Hmm. That head kick didn't really even hurt him. So it's it was an unfortunate controversial fight. But go Drikus, I guess. Yeah, I think they did that. They want to set up the Izzy and DDP fight. I think Sean should get an instant rematch, but I don't think they'll do that. This isn't realistic, but I want to see him fight Paulo Costa somehow. Just two big, <laughs> swole, weird middle uh, middleweights. That'd be wild. 
if uh, if we didn't have any more opinions about UFC 297, I did want to move on to a, a an announcement that came out today. Oh, uh, Mike Tyson is going to be fighting again, and he's going to be boxing Fedor Emelianenko, MMA legend, uh, I think in Tyson boxing. And he's going to win. It's going to suck too because Fedor's been Fedor has been hurt. I, I mean, unless it's like. One of the, if it's the same stupid rule set where he fought Roy Jones and it's no knockouts, then Fedor, Fedor could have a chance. You know, point boxing, I guess maybe. Uh, I, I not. I don't I know. Doubt it, Mike but, Tyson is a very technical boxer, despite the fact that he was he was very malicious and knocked people the fuck out. Um, if you look at him, he was very technical. He's really good on defense. He's he had amazing power. That's what set him apart. <laughs> Like, he wasn't just a power puncher. He was very technical. He had great footwork, great headwork, great defense, great everything. Yeah, he very, but I just... great fighter, so I don't know. In a boxing ring, I don't know if Fedor beats Mike Tyson. I'm just thinking of the rules. Like, can he clinch? How much can you clinch? Uh, is there is there going to be, like, headgear? Are you going to be... Is there knockouts allowed? If there's knockouts allowed, I'm taking Mike Tyson all day. There's no doubt. If it's a point-based thing... You never know what, like, MMA – we just saw Francis Ngannou come over and basically beat Tyson Fury. So, Fedor's no Ngannou, but I'm just saying, for hypothetically, to devil's advocate, yeah. Man. Um, so, I mean, but Fedor could just die. <laughs> and it could be sad. But um, if you ha- – do you have any more thoughts on that? No, not really. I just got – I got Tyson. Go Tyson all the way. Yeah, I mean, I also want to see Tyson like get a brutal knockout, but if Fedor could win a point comp competition, that would be something else. We did just see Anthony Pettis beat Roy Jones Jr. in boxing as well. I will say that. It's fair. But moving on, uh, for say fun, Pettis we wanted to do. Shape. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird thing having a fifty-five er fight a fucking former heavyweight, but he did it, I guess. He's just... If uh, we're moving on to. Just this list, a little top five list that we wanted. I wanted to do for fun. Uh, we're going to be doing our top five receivers here. Uh, I, do you want to start at five or do you want to start at one? Start at five. Start at five. So pivoting back to our top five NFL receivers, we're going back to football real quick. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? So at number five, uh, my top five NFL receivers, I got a Mon Raw. Mm-hmm. This was uh, – I wasn't sure if I was going to put Amon Ra. Or let's see. Who was the other one? I was debating someone else. Pardon me. This is so unprofessional. I have a list. Oh, yeah. It was Devontae Adams. You know, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if I wanted to put Devontae or uh, Amon Ra or Mike Evans up there. You know, I was kind of – you know, I did definitely think about Pugo for a minute there. I'm not going to lie as well. But Amon Ra made the cut at number Pugo's five. Top 10. Yeah, I th- but Amon Ra is just so young compared to everyone, uh, to, to Devontae, to Mike Evans, and he's a big playmaker. He, he's arguably lifted the help. He's part. He's a big part of the Lions lifting themselves up out of the three and thirteen season or whatever three fourteen thirteen. I don't remember, but uh, I, I'm, he's impressive, and he's who I knew was gonna ruin our fucking wild card game that that week. And he was. So who who do you have now at number five there? And my number five, I would go ahead and I'd honestly, I'd go ahead and I'd say Mike Evans. He's a good he's a good number five. I definitely didn't uh, I didn't I didn't think he'd be getting his one thousand yards this year at the beginning of the year. It I was looking he rough. Is, he's at my number five because he's very consistent. Um, Definite Hall of Famer. His hands, really good. Um, yeah, Marshawn Lattimore knows that. Number four, <laughs> yeah, going into my number four, which is Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, unfortunately, he's been stuck on the Raiders. That is true. But you can see he still produces. He's still good. He's, you can tell if he had an amazing quarterback, he'd be great. Yeah, he'll be he a great Jet. still is great. Oh, you think he's going to go to the Jets? I think the Jets will trade some like twenty thirty first rounder. 
Who's know. your number They're four? Gonna, uh, for me, I had A.J. Brown at number four. He's uh, when the, Towards the end of the year, he sputtered out, but there was a point in the year where he had – 120, uh, 125 receiving game uh, yards and like a touchdown, I think, as well, for like five or six games. It was almost a historic streak there. Uh, I think yeah, someone I else had something similar. That, but. but I left, I left AJ and Amon Ross St. Brown. They're like my six and seven. Yeah, I uh, and I, I take Jamar Chase as like my you know? eight at this point. <laughs> yeah, youth for me is important as well, and just. Just ability, like I think AJ is bigger than Devontae and Mike Evans. Like he can just catch and run somebody over almost. He's got like the Debo kind of yak, but like the Metcalf size and like all the skill there too. It's they went to he, the same he's college. Yeah, he's a big body guy, and it's, it's it helps with a lot of stuff like that. To be built like Derrick Henry as a fucking receiver. Would you have a number? And number yeah, three, he was and, num- and number three, I have Tyreek. Me too. Maybe it's crazy putting Tyreek that low, but um, I have a surprise at number two. <laughs> I think I, you know, now that you said that, I think we have the same guy at number two. We probably uh, might. I think we might, but I have Tyreek at number three as well. His speed and his def—he's a definite weapon. You know, X factor guy. You, he's he's the whole Miami offense pretty much. Like Jalen Waddle doesn't do nearly as much as he does, unfortunately. Even though he's great, but Tyreek is a weapon. That's simply oh, yeah. all you can say about him. But he's a little bit older, and you know he's he's getting a little bit hurt now that they're trying to get him to these two thousand yards. So it's just like, will he? How how much longer can he keep it up? But yeah, he's definitely insane. Uh. But uh, if you don't have, all right, you know, I want to go number two first. Actually, I, I want to go yep. see. I want to see something. At number two, I got uh, I got CD Lamb. I also had CD Lamb at number two. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, Thought I was biased because cool I was a Cowboys fan, but I do. No, I think uh, he's really he's... turned it up. He's been great. Um, he's shown that he's wide receiver one for a reason. Yeah, I still think Puka Nakua is going to be better than I him. I think even uh, though he had some drops in that playoff game, I think uh, there are some people other than him to blame. Like, there are more people than just CD to blame other than those drops. I mean, if you look at it, CD's also the only one who really had a good game at all. I mean, him and Jake Ferguson, but still. CD had a decently solid game. He dropped some pretty crucial passes, though, but I still put him at number two. Uh, his he's definitely a playmaker. He can run out. He's open. He makes guys miss. He's really swift, swifty, shifty. He might be a swifty. You never know. Now that he's not playing, he can. He might be a Chiefs fan. But he's you know he's a young guy too. Just like I've been saying, his connection with Dak is crazy. I think if you put him on any offense, it would elevate a team immediately. Uh, but it's weird because. He wasn't doing that when Amari Cooper was around, but Puka Nakua is doing better with Cooper Cup around. Hmm. I'm just, you know, I like to say Puka's better and I'm on track to be way better, but, you know, CD had a better year. So it's kind of, he earns this number two spot for me. He would have been offensive player of the year if he had kept it all the way up and Tyreek wasn't doing all that he had been doing, you know. I don't know. CD's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, so. Puka might be too, but CD's going to be there too. Um, my number one oh, yeah. is Justin Jefferson. Yeah. That's and crazy. We had the top easy. three all the same. It's easy. Maybe we should have done that uh, the other way around. But, I mean, you know, people like to switch Tyreek and Jefferson around. And I think the age and the, the height and the, the just the ability is like, Tyreek's not jumping over somebody to go get it. He's not doing that big one-handed catch against the Bills last year. Justin Jefferson is not going to speed past everybody at mock speed like Tyreek is, but he gets open anyway, and he doesn't even have to be open to get, to make the play. So it's like, you know, he obviously better than Chase, even though Chase will say he's he's better or they're the same or whatever. It's stupid. <laughs> and, I mean, 
I'd like to see Justin Jefferson not as a Viking eventually, which, you know, or oh, give no. him some crazy young quarterback like Caleb Williams. That'd be funny. <laughs> Trade up for the number you one overall. You think he's going to take after Randy Moss and leave the Vikings, or you think he'll be a Vikings lifer? I think the Vikings is just one of those franchises that can't make the right choices totally. And so when a player is going to eventually want that ring in the bag, you know, he can go to somewhere like Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. You know, he can, where you were the young quarterback. Hey, you know, when I like Jacksonville ever made the right decisions. Yeah, they went 14 and 2 once and went to an AFC championship twice, but what have they done other than that? When they knew that every when they knew when everybody else didn't know that Christian Kirk was worth it. You know. That was that was uh I was like, what the fuck are they doing? But it, it worked. And it was the right move. And then they did the wrong thing with Ridley, which everyone would think was great. So they're, they're, they're really weird. Well, I've, I've done I've made an update here on Connor Bedard's jaw injury on the past two weeks. So I figured I'd fill anybody who cares about that back in. I certainly do because I like to watch him play. Uh, he will be out at least six more weeks with his fractured jaw. Uh, poor Connor. He, you know, he's skating and he's – he still loves he still loves the game, but his his face is just not quite the same, you know. Love the guy. Hope to see him back in a couple months or something like that. Uh, we're we're not a good team. Let me see our record. Hold on, we're not a good team. We we weren't doing great with or without him, but he he was definitely a playmaker, quite a highlight guy. We're fourteen thirty one and two. Blackhawks are not great this year, but you know Connor will lead us out of the darkness eventually. He's not Wembenyama. He's not seven foot or anything, you know. Uh, okay. This is everyone's favorite part of the, the episode. We're moving on. All hey, right. Corner. My corner. My time. His, his time. My time. All right. Let's get straight into it. Um, today, we have some interesting things. I think this is going to be the best uh, rendition of this section. Um. So, first, we're going to kick it off with Ohio State's hires. They hired a new athletic director last week. Texas A&M's fired athletic director, Ross Bjork. Um, They get him. That is a decent hire, I'd say. And then Ohio State hires Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator, which I think is funny. Um... Bill O'Brien has, like, never had any success. He hasn't even had success when he worked for Nick Saban. He never had success when he worked for Bill Belichick. He's never had success, like, anywhere he's worked. Like, I don't care how good of an offense he builds. He just, he doesn't translate to success at the highest rate. I don't think he does anything with Ohio State, honestly. I think it's funny. It's a it's funny attempt, and so... Our uh, Ohio State's transfers, their tra- Ohio State's transfers, which I think is funny. Like, they're basically Texas A and M now. They're they're paying their they're paying for the team. They're paying for the team. They're getting all these uh transfers from Alabama now that Nick Saban has been fired. And I'm not really that mad. I think we'll beat them a fourth year in a row. I don't care who our coach is, Harbaugh or not. Let's go. Fourth year in a row. Let's see it. Y'all soft. Soft. It won't be hard Soft. Though. Soft. They're soft and we'll beat them. I don't care. All these little five stars y'all got. All these transfers y'all got. Go ahead. I see it. But, um, yeah. Mm. Looks like Ryan Day's pandering to save his job. Uh, so we'll see if it works. Uh, I don't think it will. But we'll see if he proves me wrong. Um, and then... I'd like to go into a better topic. My favorite team, the Denver Nuggets in basketball. We're doing very well. Um, Jokic is being continuously dominant. He's looking like he's going to have another MVP season. Although, um, Embiid is having a great season as well. It'll probably go toe-to-toe with them again for a fourth year in a row. Um, Hopefully, Jokic wins his third one this year. I know I'm rooting for him. Um... But he's had a really good stretch of shooting, like his worst shooting game 
since December has been 55%, and that's still pretty good shooting. A streak of going like 85, 90, 100, 90, 100, like he's just been amazing, and he's had he's had a lot of triple-doubles this year too. I really think Jokic is going to win it. Real quick before you move on, uh, right. I, I wanted to ask you this, and you can just cover it in your corner. Before we, uh, before I have to add it to next week's what I forgot, uh, the Brian Brian Callahan hire for the Texans or Titans. How mid is that, and what do you think of that? Just real quick. Oh man, I honestly wanted to go over that another week. I wanted to go over like all the coaching hires and shit as a whole, like when they all happen. <laughs> yeah, they're doing them so freaking like so scattered out. It's annoying to cover, but yeah. you can move on if you don't want to talk about it. Alright. And then next I wanted to talk about Embiid's 70 point game on Monday. That was insane. It was against the worst team. Well, not the worst team. One of the worst teams, because the worst team is the Pistons, but it was against one of the worst teams in the Spurs. And they played. Wimbenyama had a pretty good game 33 points, 7 rebounds two blocks. That was pretty good, but uh, Embiid outplayed him just a, just a little bit with 70 points, 18 rebounds, five assists with a steal and a block. Um, he shot really good. 24 for 41. That's 58%. Shot 50% from three, only one for two from three. So 70 points with only one three-pointer? That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, Embiid, he's a different kind of beast. I respect the guy. I know a lot of Nuggets fans hate Embiid. I don't really hate Embiid. I like Embiid. Um, it's not really a rivalry going on between them. It's kind of just the fans. I think it's kind of stupid. I like them both. Um, I think that definitely might change the odds in Embiid's favor for a little bit, but I think Jokic is just going to continue to be dominant like he has been and Embiid is going to as well but Jokic is going to keep getting those triple doubles and just racking them up and those insane shooting performances and I just think he'll end up winning MVP um and then another topic I wanted to get into um Harbaugh to LA was really spicing up yesterday yesterday people were saying it was really close to happening like they was really close to signing but it ended up with nothing happening at the end of the day, um, which I'm really happy about as a Michigan fan. And then today there were reports that he's back in Ann Arbor, and we offered him a extension to be the highest paid head coach with clause in it, where if anyone like gets a higher pay grade than him, like then we automatically give him a raise, so he's always going to be the highest paid head coach, kind of similar to what Nick Saban had, but now he's retired, so Harbaugh can have a similar deal. Um, that's kind of insane that we can do that, and we have the power to do that, just like Alabama had the power to. But that seems like a pretty sweet deal for him, and I think it also comes with incentives of him not being fired uh, on anything to be found in an investigation. So we, we're giving him what he wants, it seems. It seems like we're really set on keeping him, but there have also been conflicting reports that he is in L.A. still as of today, and he has postponed his second interview with the Falcons for later, and he is still waiting on the Chargers to make a final interview, but... Or not a final interview. They're make they're waiting on the charge to make a final offer. But I think if they don't make a final offer, or if they, they don't like his offer, or if he doesn't like their offer and what they're talking about, I think he will go probably fly his ass back to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and start looking at that contract. I do think he will do a second uh, interview with the Falcons, but I think the Falcons are very intent on signing Bill Belichick. I think that'll happen. I think the Chargers will end up charging and they'll fumble and we'll end up getting uh, Jim Harbaugh back. It'll be great. I hope that happens, but right now it does really look like Harbaugh to the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, fuck that, though. Harbaugh to Ann Arbor again. Keep the dynasty going. Make a dynasty. That'd be awesome. 
Um, yeah, he's been there 10 years and got one title, but it's a fucking dynasty. Okay. I said make a dynasty. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. And the final topic of my corner. Um, the Bucks fired their head coach despite being 30-13. and 13. I think that honestly was a stupid decision. Like, I know he was supposed to be the defensive guy. Adrian Griffin was supposed to be the defensive guy and shit. But, and the Bucks have still had one of the worst defenses. But they've had one of the best offensives. And they're like, obviously the Bucks are consistent. They're going to make a deep playoff run. They might even win it all. They won it all with Budenholzer in, tw- in 2021, like two or three years ago. Like, I really think the Bucks had a shot this year, even with that head coach. I don't know why they fired him. Um, but they did hire a good replacement in Doc Rivers, despite what people say about his reputation of Game Sevens and all that. I think Wait, Doc, they Rivers, him with Doc Rivers. Yep, Doc Rivers got hired today. Got the Bucks. Yep, Doc Rivers <laughs> to the Bucks. Why do people do this? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't even know much about basketball, but I know people. I know Doc Rivers is is a bit questionable. He's won a title before. I'll tell you that. Not with a good team, right? <laughs> Not with a good team. What the fuck? He won with one of the best teams. 2008 Boston Celtics. I watched the old video on him and it was like, he can't win a, He can't win with a good team, but he won with a bad team or something. Man, the 08 Celtics, yeah, wrong, were, the 08 Celtics were at a big three. My brain must be farting. They were really good. <laughs> um, he couldn't win with the Clippers. They lost multiple games sevens, which is crazy. They, Man, he's... Let he's fucking let three to one comebacks happen a lot. That's crazy, but that's not all on him. That's on his players too. But still, um, yeah. Despite his reputation, that's a good hire for the Bucks. Still, um, I think the Bucks will be fine, despite firing the head coach that they didn't need to fire. Um, and that'll wrap up Caleb's corner for this episode. Um, yeah. On to the shenanigan of the week. Well, I did just discover something right before I want to get into that. I did want to say happy birthday, Sean McVay. He's 38 today. Oh, wow. He's not 40. Nope. nope. Mike McDaniels is. <laughs> Old ass. Yeah. I mean, you know, happy birthday, McVay. Love love you as a coach. Learn to take timeouts and run the ball in the red zone, please. Uh, but moving on to my favorite segment. The Cowboys the week are not the Cowboys. anybody. Yeah, you, y'all anyways, should be the weekly shenanigan every week. That should be the shenanigan right. of the week, but let's get on to the real shenanigan. <laughs> so, to set the scene, UFC 297, prelim fight is Sean Woodson versus Charles Jordan. It's announced a split decision. And, uh, just had the score card here. Okay, well, it was 29-28 for Woodson. And then they said 29-28, Jordan. And the winner by split decision, Sean Woodson. And then <laughs> it spirals. The referee raises Charles' hand. And then everyone's cheering. Woo! Canadian crowd, yay. They are, they, they are loving it. Nobody listened because Sean Woodson, the winner – is over there bowing his head like, damn, I lost. Oh, my gosh. And then Charles is like, yes. Yes, I won in Canada. Woo. And then the crowd's like, yeah. And then DC comes in, his big old chunky self, and he's like, guys, Sean Woodson is the winner. And, he's, and Woodson's like, oh, my God, are you serious? I'm stupid. Yeah. And and it's just like all the fans start booing. I think I think, you know, Charles like started. I think he shed a tear or something. It was pretty sad. It was it was a very goofy scene. Referee blew his job. Just listen to the guy's name. Look at the scorecards before or something. You know nobody. It, it wasn't buffers mess up. It was just ridiculous. So hopefully we can get a video clip of there. The confusion was very visible. You'll see the video clip. It was very visible. Uh, it, was, it was so the confusion was so dumb because all you had to do is listen to the guy's name. They both guys forgot their own name. But yeah, uh, that was just, I mean, 
when that happened, I, I had to rewind, pause it, go look it up, see everything. I'm like, who, who do we blame here? But that is the shenanigan of the week. Uh, th- uh, we, we try to cover a lot of sports. And so this week with the shenanigan being uh, not football, you know, we're going to try and mix it up as much as possible. Once the NFL season is over, we're going to award a, a NFL shenanigan of the year. Once once all the, the Super Bowl's over, and we can pick the goofiest play of the year, and hopefully we can just uh, we can make something fun off of that segment as well. Maybe do some. I like to have honorary mentions, like the fucking Patrick Mahomes' helmet cracking last week, and this week with Lamar Jackson running into the tunnel after his touchdown. That was pretty funny. But uh, if you if you have nothing else to say, I'm I'm all set for this week. I've had a fun episode with you. Yeah, I have nothing more to add on for this week. Um, it was a good episode. Um, thankful for all our viewers and everything, all our listeners. Um, thankful for anyone new tuned in. Hope y'all enjoyed. And uh, we'll see y'all on next week's episode of Shenanigans. Peace.